Hi friends, hola hola. I'm here this week with my friend Taryn Dunnigan. She is a scientist, aspiring surgeon, and private chef <laughs> on the side. She is amazing. We are going to discuss topics such as being gentle with yourself. And again, this podcast, the She Love podcast, is a space where women can share stories um, and find strength through storytelling about the journey to self-love, happiness, and success. So Taryn, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, and listeners, thank you all. I was in Atlanta this weekend, and it was one of my best friend's birthdays and my other best friend's graduation, so I have lost my voice a little bit. Uh, it sounds like I've been smoking for 40 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and appreciate your patience with my horse voice. So I'm excited to dive in with you. Um, and I know before we hopped on the air, we were discussing being gentle with yourself. And so I'd love to know lately, how have you encountered being gentle with yourself? How have you been experiencing that? And what do you want to share with our listeners about what you've been thinking about lately? Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, I guess I'll start here. In the past year, I've had a bit of a journey with mental health, starting literally at rock bottom and kind of building myself back up from there and trying to at the same time reach my professional goals and my academic goals and so that journey has taken me taken me to where I'm at today and has given me the insight into being gentle with myself mm -hmm. and so along the way I've kind of picked up yoga as one of my main kind of hobbies I mm -hmm. guess you would call it and meditation awesome. we were talking about also and so I guess I'll start there, mm -hmm. being gentle with yourself, really just not beating yourself up mm -hmm. over the things that you want to achieve, but maybe didn't. Yeah. Or just even the small things during the day, being gentle with yourself and giving yourself the space to celebrate your small victories. That's so real. And when I was on my journey, you know, building myself back up, that was a big thing that mm -hmm. kind of helped me get back on my feet where even if it was just brushing my teeth mm -hmm. I would celebrate that yes! it's the smallest thing yes! but it's like oh damn I brushed my teeth That's like so real. I'm a boss ass bitch like yes. <laughs> hair is not combed you know what I'm but getting I have back fresh in teeth, bed <laughs> right? I'm ready to kiss my boob yes. and I don't have stank breath and so exactly. I'm, I'm a queen <laughs> but even like starting from that and now getting to a point where I've been meditating for a week straight, even more than that. Amazing. And then I missed a day and I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I'll start back up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Whereas a year ago, I probably would have been like, well, damn, like you really messed up. Yeah. Like, come on. Like just being really critical of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us have that kind of harsh voice in mm -hmm. the back of our mind that when we want to do something, but maybe we miss a day mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be, we tend to be very rude, yeah, basically, yes. to ourselves. And in a way that we would never be to anyone else. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so right. That's so funny that you said that. So I've been listening to a podcast um, by a woman named Melissa Ambrosini, I believe. And she actually has a book that's called Mastering Your Mean Girl. I haven't read it yet, but she references mm -hmm. it quite a bit. And what I think is so interesting is she actually names the person inside. She like calls it her mean girl 
and can recognize when her mean girl is talking to her or giving certain messages. Um, so I want to dive more into that, but you're so right. We have different names for it, but at the end of the day, unfortunately there, I know actually I don't want to judge it. I don't want to say unfortunately, there is a voice inside of us that is scared or anxious and acts out and doubts us. So I love that you named it. And I think just being aware that it's there is such a powerful thing. Like it's just like the first place to start, like yeah. even knowing that that's not necessarily the truth. Yeah. Cause it's so easy if you don't recognize it to be like, well, these are just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. This is just me. Mm-hmm. And separating the thought from the person is something that I've been kind of really focused on. Mm-hmm. Because once you take the thought and you're like, well, this isn't me, you can let it go. Yeah. You can separate yourself from that and you yeah. can be like, this isn't true. So Right. Or just say like, it's there. Yeah. And that is that. Is that. Like, it's not good or bad it's just not me yeah and so i'm gonna go over here and be in my lane and i'm gonna take care of what is me because what is me has a lot of other things to deal with yeah. <laughs> right like mean girl you stay in your lane right. i'll stay in mine <laughs> haters gone hate. yeah right like you can stay over there and be mean that's fine but like you're in the stink corner like yeah, right. I'm, I'm over here having a party with my friends so mm-hmm. enjoy your time by yourself in the corner i literally view my mean girl sometimes in two ways i'm like one, your feelings are hurt, you're feeling scared, like you need to find what it is that you need to find to feel okay and whole and it's okay for you to be scared. So I like, name it, I'm like, it's okay for you to be scared, I get that. But right now, like, I'm not scared. And Or if I am scared, I'm like, I'm giving myself what I need to not be mean to myself. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on just being mean or judging myself. Or sometimes I'm just like, I literally view my mean girl as a person with their nose to the wall. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Be what you need to be. But that's not where I'm at right now. Like, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to engage with that. So thanks for naming that. Um, also, congratulations on meditating seven days a week. Oh, yeah. That Thank is you. huge. I try to do it. I try to do that all the time. But I get to maybe two days. What Have you seen any differences in your life from meditating on such a regular basis? Well, I start my day off with meditation and I think it just puts me in the right mindset to be productive for Mm -hmm. the day. I'm very much a morning person. Mm -hmm. And so just to get that clear start just really puts me on a path to like get work done. Yeah. You know? Instead of waking up and scrolling through my phone, yeah. I wake up and get right on that meditation app so and, cool. and start oh a meditation. <laughs> so yeah, can you tell me a little bit about your meditation routine and what resources you've been using? Yeah, so I use Headspace. Okay. Um, I have a membership with Headspace and right now I'm doing the basics course. I'm kind of taking a step back because I was doing some of the other courses and I was like, well, let's let's go back to the basics and mm-hmm. like put my ego aside mm-hmm. because you know it never hurts to really rebuild that solid foundation totally. to start and um as far as my routine i wake up i brush my teeth drink a glass of water and then i sit down for 10 20 minutes and read i love that yeah do you have any I know it's getting super granular, but do you have any breathing exercises that you like, or do you just simply, like, do you pay attention to your breath? Do you hold, I know some people, like, breathe in, and they hold it. I try to fo- focus on my breath without controlling it. 
Okay. I haven't been successful at that. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been successful at yeah. not controlling it while mm-hmm. actually paying attention. But again, I'm being gentle with myself yeah. and giving myself props where props are due for even meditating at all. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think celebrating ourselves in place of judging ourselves gives us so much more energy. Yes. And it just propels us forward, you know? There's so much messaging in the world that criticizes women. So I think we need to be our own cheerleader and the cheerleader of other women. That really does. You're right. Like, I love what you said about brushing your teeth. When I was feeling really depressed and really anxious, brushing my teeth was really hard. Like, getting showered was really Mm -hmm. hard. And I was like, what the hell? Like, skirt? What? Like, because it came out of nowhere. I had never experienced um, really severe anxiety like that before Mm -hmm. to where, like, everyday bodily functions were difficult. And, um... You know, but that's a part of life and part of the journey. I definitely want to, you know, destigmatize that. And also, instead of judging myself, I wish I would have celebrated and been like, you know what? You got your teeth brushed today. Like, yay, yeah. good job, right? you know? Like, you're working through really hard stuff and you're doing a really good job, you know? Um, considering, like, how difficult dealing with anxiety can be sometimes. So yeah. I love that. It can absolutely make you want to just sit under the covers and hide yeah because i have been there yeah i didn't want to open the blinds to the window yeah. it's like sunlight uh. yeah literally <laughs> yes that's so real um so we talked about being gentle with yourself we also talked about taking risks so um man i feel like going through so many experiences getting to know yourself all the different emotions prepares you in so many ways for being ready to take a risk because you have to be so vulnerable and you really have to be so self-aware. What risk have you taken lately or what risk do you plan to take? And how do you feel like knowing yourself has really been a part of that journey? So this is a risk that I am actively taking slash plan to take. So, you know, I applied to medical school Mm -hmm. this past year. Congratulations again. Yes. Oh, well, don't (laughs) congratulate me yet, I mean, congratulations. (laughs) You had the courage to apply, and I'm sure so much went into preparing. Yes, we're celebrating ourselves. We're (laughs) being gentle. (laughs) Um, I applied to MD-PhD program, so dual degree, and I was not quite competitive enough to get into the programs that I applied to. But I was recently offered a, a um, just straight MD. Okay. Casual. Yeah. Casual. Ca- yeah. So you got into <laughs> medical any day, school. Any day. You know, <laughs> just a normal, what is it, Sunday. Oh, just my god. a normal gosh. Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but I am going to turn it down. Okay. Oh, my And gosh. I'm going to reapply to the MD-PhD program. That's amazing. Yeah. So I've been blessed with the opportunity to get really good feedback on my application mm-hmm. and where I need to work on it. And I am confident that I can get in if I apply again. That's, and so yeah. I'm turning down a done deal to... <gasps> that's amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> to get what I want. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're doing what we want. <laughs> We're getting what we want. That's Everything amazing. that we want and not settling. Yes. Oh, that is so beautiful. Not settling... Man, that's such a huge risk, but it's so amazing. Like not taking the comfortable, predictable, surefire option. That's yeah. amazing. I'm so happy for you. So I'm excited. 
Oh, that's awesome. How did you come to that decision? Was there like a bodily feeling that you had? Was there, I know sometimes for me, it like comes through my dreams and I have like a really difficult decision to make. Like, yeah, what was that decision-making process like for you? Um, well, honestly, it was kind of as soon as I saw the acceptance that I was like, wait, I don't, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know that I want where I want my career to go. And I know that I want my MD and I want my PhD mm-hmm. and I want my practice, my uh, clinical practice, mm-hmm. and I want my research. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to, I guess, follow my heart in a way yeah. and know that that's what I'm meant to do and that's what I want and it'll work out mm-hmm. for me in the end. That's amazing. I love that. And I just, your confidence is so contagious. I can like feel the energy. I'm like, yes, please give me more. Like, that's amazing. Um, How do you feel like you got to this place where you just feel really confident in yourself and you trust yourself and you trust that things are going to be okay? Because that's such a beautiful place to be. I want to like say thank you for sharing that with me, but also like, I'm so happy for you because I know that that is so powerful and Mm -hmm. I don't think it's always something that our society like sets women up for you know yeah we really have to find our own path to get there yeah for sure honestly it is pure faith Mm -hmm. it is a pure leap of faith and just knowing what I want because I'm I'm not sure Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. in itself. I'm not sure, and it could go completely another way. But knowing that I have the tools mm-hmm. and that I've made it from point A to point B, and I'm here now, and that whatever happens, I'm gonna be able to figure it out. Yeah, you know, it's never gonna be like at a point where things are hopeless. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to figure it out, and I think that's kind of where my head is at yeah that's amazing well congratulations and um i'm just excited to see where your journey goes you're right the journey for me what i've noticed at least is so not linear (laughs) it's so curvy (laughs) and uh detours yes oh my goodness going down streets i didn't even know existed uh for sure also man so many experiences that you we sometimes can't even imagine that are going to be a part of our life that end up being so important. Um, So I'm excited for you. And you talked about tools. I would love, and and it's so cool, like saying I have the tools that I need. What are some tools that you have right now that you think really ground you in self-love, being grounded, and being able to be that version of yourself that is feeling okay and feeling like things are going to be okay? You know, is it meditation? Is it yoga? Um, is it, you know, exercise, journaling? What, what do you feel like you have in your toolbox right now? Like your Terran toolbox? Uh, first and foremost, I would say support system. Just mm-hmm. mostly friends, great friends, yeah. <laughs> family, just having people that I know I can talk to and be so open and vulnerable with and know that they're going to have my back and be mm-hmm. there. And so I would say that's the first thing for me. Mm-hmm. After that, um, meditation does help. Yeah. It's more of a, 
I guess I would call it a preventative measure, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of keep spirits up. Mm -hmm. And that's your (laughs) go-to? Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I think that's amazing. Um, That's so cool. And did you struggle at all when you first started trying to meditate? I know some people I've talked to, um, myself included, uh, even though I've become more of a regular meditator, Mm -hmm. I mean, it took me years, years to get to a place where I didn't feel super distracted or discouraged, like, oh, I can't even meditate for 10 seconds. Like, what the hell is going on yeah. in my mind so much that I can't even be silent for 10 seconds? Yeah. So did you experience that? And if so, how did you push through that? Personally, I'm the type to research the absolute life out of something cool. before I yeah. dive into it. And so I was online. I was on Pinterest. I was reading books about meditation. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of said the same thing which is be patient Mm. and don't expect yourself to get it right, Mm -hmm. even though it's meditation. You can't really do it too wrong. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, to be patient, and I kind of took that to heart, and I tried to keep that as I was moving forward. And so, yeah, there were days that I was frustrated Mm -hmm. and I was getting distracted, but like anything else, I had to tell myself I just need to keep practicing at it. Yeah. And it'll get better. Totally. That's so cool. So you are a woman in the STEAM field, uh, STEM STEAM. And for those who may not know STEM, and I might mess it up, so correct me if I'm wrong, it's science, technology, engineering. Mm-hmm. The A, what is the A? I've never heard of Okay, so we're going to do STEM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and M is math, right? Yeah. Mathematics. Um, can you tell me a little bit about women in STEM are you aware of kind of the state of women in STEM slash what has your experience been like being a woman in a field that historically has been so dominated by men? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I've been very lucky to have a lot of examples of women in STEM around me going mm-hmm. to Vanderbilt. I've seen, you know, examples of women in STEM, even my PI, she's the strongest woman I think I've ever met. In what, and what's a PI? Uh, principal investigator. Okay. So head of the lab. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Using colloquial terms. No, no, it's people. totally good. We're all learning. Yeah. I love it. Yes, that's so cool. But um, clearly, I am not in STEM. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. And <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I never really felt like I didn't belong in STEM, you know? Maybe it was how I was brought up, and my family Mm -hmm. was very, like, yes, Mm -hmm. you you can be a doctor. You go do that. And they were very happy when I picked up that little, that doctor kit when I was a little girl. Nice. (laughs) That's so cool. So maybe it was that, that I never felt that it was something that wasn't for me. Right. But I always felt very comfortable in STEM. And I also knew I was the smartest person in the room, male <laughs> yes! or female. So. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. We love that mindset. Yes. So you've All been jokes. a boss All bitch. <laughs> so basically, Taryn's been a boss bitch since day one. <laughs> she has many years of experience being a boss bitch. Yes. Awesome. I love that. And what are you, what are your plans? What are you excited about doing in the STEM field? Can you tell us a little bit about your research? Yeah, so my research up until now has been 
rooted in um, women's health, urology mm -hmm. type of field. And um, I don't want to get too much into the, the nitty gritty of it, but that's... What would you of, love to be able to do with your research? Uh, what I would love to be able to do, honestly, I, I don't know. I, That's a big, there, hefty yeah. question. No, I'll say there are so many different fields that mm -hmm. I have interest in, mm -hmm. and I haven't closed myself off to any of them. Mm -hmm. And so right now I'm in a place where I'm kind of exploring okay. what each field has to offer. Yeah. And that'll decide kind of what my contributions will yeah. be and what my ultimate goals are. Yeah, that is so cool. And do you think... For women in STEM, so for a woman who might be listening to this podcast who wants to get into that field, what advice would you give someone? Because I do think, and it's so wonderful that you had supportive family, I do think from anecdotal experience I've had with friends, um, sometimes there are barriers to entry or women aren't as encouraged to do STEM maybe as they are other fields. How do you think... A person listening to this who wants to go to medical school or wants to be a scientist but maybe doesn't really know what the route might look like or what things they should be studying or um, you know do you get an internship for that do you shadow mm -hmm. somebody really like what, what advice would you give someone who's interested in that honestly I kind of have a piece of general advice okay that if I had known I probably would have been on a more linear path to where mm -hmm. I wanted to go and that's mentors mm. find a mentor yeah. and know that the professors around you or just the different people that you look up to a lot of them want to help mm -hmm. and you're not bothering anyone because that was always my my own uh, struggle was oh I don't want to I don't want to be a bother mm -hmm. I don't want to mm -hmm. be a bother and I feel like women do that they're like yeah oh I don't want to you know be too loud or right or too in your face or you know yeah. whatever you may say and um, I guess when I asked I realized that people really do want to help yes. and they want to get they want you to be successful and they totally. want to see you succeed and so realizing how many people were in my corner was mm -hmm. a big thing for me not just family and friends wanting to see me, mm -hmm. you know, excel, but also professors, yeah. teachers, and other people that I've met along the way who are yeah. like, oh, like, yeah, they recognize, recognize so my boss bitchness too. Yes. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I know you have it in you. So like, I'm behind you 200%. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I love that you talked about mentors. I agree. I think even just one person in your life who has been through a similar path or even just having one person who may not even be in your field but believes in you is so powerful it really does take one person to show you that they believe in you and then you believe in yourself it's so cool how did you approach your mentors did you send them an email was it a text message because that's so awkward for some people right yes. it's like we know people might believe in us but you're right we do feel like we're a bother what did you find really effective in reaching out like that step can I tell a story? Yes, please. I love stories. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. So when I reached out to my mentors, it was emails. Okay. And I reached out to them for recommendation letters. And honestly, my boyfriend had to like 
literally pushed me. I was like, I wrote the email and I was like, I can't do it. I was like having such bad anxiety. I was like hyperventilating. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can you just hit the send button? Can you do it while I don't look? <laughs> yeah. Can you do it? Please do it. Yes. And he was like, no. Oh, that's, you yeah, have to yeah. do this. And I was like, are you sure? Yes. Yes. And finally I hit that send button and I was just like, I'm still alive. I'm still yeah. here. I did not spontaneously combust. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't hit the red button. We're all safe. Like, oh yeah. Oh. Okay. And then the response I got back was so like positive and I was just so happy. And I was like, well, all that for this That's to all go well. That's amazing. You know? So And if you don't mind me asking the nitty gritty, if you remember, was were you asking for a weekly meeting or were you like, Hi, I'm Taryn. I really admire you. Will you be my mentor? You know, kind of what was the structure of the message? Um, honestly, I said, I need help. Mm -hmm. I need your help, I think, was the first mm -hmm. sentence of the email that I sent to each person. And like I said, this was in regards to like recommendation letters mm -hmm. and kind of uh, getting started and applying to medical school which I did very late because mm -hmm. I was depressed for months. And then finally I started going to therapy mm -hmm. and I kind of dug myself out of the hole enough to mm -hmm. find the motivation and the strength to actually apply to That's medical amazing, school. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, yeah, that was like, the first real thing I had done in months. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you. So I know that we've talked about your work in the STEM field, which is so cool. And you also are a crisis counselor and work, um, work there as well, which I forgot to mention in the beginning. Very busy lady. What have you learned through crisis counseling that you would like to share with our listeners? And what has that experience been like for you? Um. So... I guess I'll, I'll start with what the experience has been like for me because I started crisis counseling after my own journey mm -hmm. and reaching out for support myself and realizing like how much strength it takes and how much it helps to have someone just to listen mm -hmm. and not judge, not even be so quick to rush and offer solutions, yeah. just someone to listen and like really to just sit there and let you cry yeah because sometimes that's all you need yeah and um well I guess that's kind of what I, I've learned is through m my own experience mm -hmm. and through talking or really I'm it's crisis text line so mm -hmm. I message back and forth with the texters mm -hmm. and um so you'd be surprised how many people just don't have someone that they feel like they can talk to mm -hmm. without being judged. Yeah. And so they text in anonymously and it's just a really good resource for them to have and yeah. for them to get these things off their chest. And I've almost broken down for how many times I've heard them say, I've never had anyone like to just listen to me. Yeah. And it's like, that's so sad. Yeah. And um, you get people of all different ages, like, kids young kids 11 10 mm -hmm. you get people who are older who you know sometimes people think that anxiety depression or you know just these type of mental health 
you know, problems are just for younger people mm-hmm. and it's just us millennials being dramatic or whatever. <laughs> but it's not, you know, yeah. everyone has their own struggle. Yeah. It doesn't matter your age, your race, your your sign, your astrological mm-hmm. sign, yeah. you know. <laughs> everyone has their own issue. And it's just been really inspirational for me to see these people reach out and every time I end a conversation I always end it with I believe in you like you can do this and the goals that you've set for yourself I I know that you're going to get attain yeah. them and just be be gentle with yeah. yourself you know that's so beautiful and you talked about being a listener how can we be better listeners I think listening to understand someone's mm. words as opposed to listening to solve their problem. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I know when I'm talking to, say, my boyfriend, and I'm like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, and now I'm pissed. And he's like, well, why don't you just do this? And I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need a solution yet. I just yeah. need you to let me have my space to be pissed or right? to be... <laughs> Fill in the blanks. Yeah. I'm just feeling right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and after I feel, I'll get to the solution. Yeah. So, of course, none of us will ever, ever, ever have the, unless we go through training, can never replace a crisis counselor. Um, but if we, because I feel like there's almost an epidemic in the world of people who are right feeling like they are going to be judged. And so if you could, right, wave your magic wand and teach people how to respond better as listeners, right? Because it's one thing to sit there and listen and let someone get it out. I think that's a great place to start. But how would you advise someone like me, for example, to respond? Are there sentence stems or, of course, every situation is different. But mm-hmm. if, you know, if I were to come to you and say, Taryn, I'm so pissed about blank, 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 and I'm just going off and you're listening, how would you respond to something like that? Um, Are there like phrases we can use or... One of my go-tos is what I'm hearing is, and then kind of using some reflective language okay. to repeat back to the person okay. what you're getting from what they're saying to okay. you, which means so that, that you... you can ensure that you're understanding Great. what it is that they're saying. I love that. And even just that much, it's like, oh, you really listen. Like, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I don't know where to go with this yeah. because this hasn't happened. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And then it is an accountability tool for someone to actually listen. Yeah. Right? Like you're not just sitting there thinking about something else. Yeah. That's beautiful. So what I hear you saying is, or what I hear is blank. Mm-hmm. And then from there to see where the conversation goes. Yeah. What a magical phrase. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Um, you've shared so much with us today. Thank you so much for being so open and courageous and um, vulnerable. I really appreciate it. I've learned so much from you that I didn't know about you, which is so cool. Um, so what's next for you on this really exciting journey? Okay, so what's next? I am going out of the country and going to Europe for the first oh, time. okay. Yeah. Where yes. are you heading? I'm going to Ireland and then Italy. Nice. Yeah. So and- a little... A little, not really impromptu, but kind of a, I don't know, a little impromptu trip. Okay, awesome. And I heard you are taking language classes. Is that true? I'm not taking language classes. I'm taking YouTube. Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) I have YouTube playing in my ear all day. It's um, 
I don't even know what the page is called, but it's Italian. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to learn Italian. Amazing. Because obviously I already know English. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be fine <laughs> yeah, in Ireland. Yeah, I'll be fine in Ireland. Yep. As long as the accent doesn't <laughs> mess me up. Uh, and you've talked, I know, just in our friendship about wanting to travel. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that dream or goal and maybe some things that you're doing to align yourself with that with that dream that you have? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get a career that, you know, well, I mean, make a little, little move out yeah. and yeah. <laughs> travel. That is real. That is real. No, yeah. But, um, no, I'm, I really just, it's been important for me to see new perspectives mm-hmm. and explore new cultures because I've only lived in Nashville and on Long Island my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know... That doesn't really leave much. I mean, that doesn't really give you much in terms of this big world that we live in. And then also, I'm an outdoors junkie, so I want to be able to go on, you know, the safaris, and I want to zip line in a rainforest or whatever. Yes, (laughs) yes, all that good stuff. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Is there anything that you want to share that I haven't asked you uh, before we sign off? Um, I will say, spoiler, I, I'm going to start a mental health blog. Amazing. That's, yeah, I guess I should have mentioned this earlier. But um, that's targeted towards people who are struggling with mental health mm-hmm. and kind of how to just kind of giving them different ideas for coping and also reaching out for help, but also targeting people who want to be a support Mm -hmm. for people who are struggling with their mental health Mm -hmm. and kind of what I, that sentence stem I gave to you, not not going straight for a solution, but using like active listening and Mm -hmm. reflective language to really listen and understand what someone's saying Mm -hmm. and let them really pour out everything that they're trying to say before you try and get to a solution because that nothing's more of a turnoff than when you're trying to tell someone something and immediately they're trying to fix it it's like well you don't appreciate how I'm feeling so yeah maybe it's not important or something along those lines oh that's beautiful do you have a name yet is there any way we can support you and find you um the name I am thinking of is just breathe Oh, I love that. Yeah. So just kind of reflective of my journey Mm -hmm. from through uh, mental health and kind of the way I've used mindfulness as a tool to really bring myself up. Well, once you launch it, it, we'll have to have you back on the show to talk about that. And of course, whenever it is fully launched, let me know and would love to share it on my social media and encourage our community to also share it because that sounds like such an incredible resource. Um, One thing that I forgot to ask you earlier that I would love to know, what is the name of the crisis? Is it a hotline or resource? How can people access that resource? And is Um, it free or do you have to pay? So standard messaging rates apply, but you can text into the number 741741 and reach us. The name is Crisis Text Line. Okay. We're also available through Facebook messaging. And um, Is the Facebook called Crisis Text Line? Is that what it's called? Or who do they message on Facebook? 
That's okay. We've got the number. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So 741-741. 741-741. Great. And so as soon as you text, do you just say, I have a problem, I need help? Or do you text exactly what's going on? You can text in the first message. It'll send you an automated message and it um, asks you what's what's on your mind, what's wrong, like what are you, what is your reason for texting in? And then after you respond to that, it'll let you know that you're in the queue to speak to okay. a crisis counselor. So the first message can just be hello. Yes. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Taryn. I just love these. This show has been so amazing for me. I feel so selfish. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is, I, I'm learning so many things. Um, and I really hope that our listeners do too. Um, so thank you. And if there's any way we can support you, let me know. I uh, would love to put any information regarding your blog, again, on social media or put the notes back on the episode whenever it comes out. So, Great. buena suerte. Good luck with your uh, launching of your own resource to encourage and uplift people. I really appreciate it. So, thanks for spreading the love. And thank you all so much for listening. This is the She Love Podcast. You can find it on Apple as well as Spotify. And please leave us a review. I would love to know what you think about the podcast, what you've learned, um, and appreciate y'all and my journey as I learn about things like sounds and equipment and interviewing. Um, This has been such a really beautiful journey for me, and I am so excited to continue making more episodes. So thank you, and we'll see you later. Ciao.